Welcome back to the Healthcare Podcast. It has been a good while, almost a month at least since we did our last one, but um, I want to kind of go through today about the topic of prevention. And so the reason why this is kind of in my brain the past 24 hours is uh, I believe yesterday or the day before I, I saw the the official news that COVID has officially uh, killed 500,000 people in this country. And, you know, it's obviously very sad. A lot of people are going through and families are going through a lot of stuff right now. Um, but it, it just, it continued to drive my passion towards fixing what is the ultimate problem that, that our country has been facing for a long time. This is, some people are just now waking up, but this is something that I've been preaching for the last almost 10 years or so, but, and this is a, a big part of the classes that I teach is the awareness of prevention. And that's really the topic of this podcast today. So when I say prevention, that is really the only way that we are going to fundamentally change how we look at health in our country. So um, I, I am going to go through a bunch of statistics, uh, which I pulled from, again, the Center of Disease Control is, is the best place to go to for um, anything health-related research uh, on, especially, you know, with COVID and uh, obesity statistics, which I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> They're the ones with the legit data on this, and they study this, and they research. Um, so that's where you'd like to go. But um, Again, with all this kind of in my mind, the last 24 hours, I, I think it is important for us to, uh, or for me to at least try to get that point across as much as I can. I, I, I tell my classes, I tell my students, um, I think for some it, it gets across, you know, I can't, can't reach out to everybody and make them kind of see what I see and make changes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to slowly do what I can, um, but obviously I'm just a small voice um, and making some sort of a change, uh, but it has to start somewhere and I'm hoping with my voice I can reach out to other voices and, you know, this podcast has been great to, to talk with others. Um, if anybody has any, anybody in the public health uh, research industry, feel free to, to give me their contact. It'd be great to talk with them uh, on this podcast as well, but so let's uh, go through some statistics and specifically I kind of want to start with obesity, uh, which is something we've heard constantly really about Americans and obesity. We've heard that probably for the last at least 20 plus years, um, but we've talked about it, but we're not seeing changes uh, and, and that's what needs to happen, right? It's we haven't really seen any decrease in obesity for the last several decades. So um, in fact, it's probably continuing to, to increase. But currently right now in the United States, 42% of the adult population is obese uh, and close to 20% of children are obese. So and then breaking down um, different uh, ethnic rates as well for, for obesity, uh, Currently, blacks do have the highest, uh, uh, 50%. Hispanics at 45%, white 42%, Asians at 17%. Um, and that is the data that I pulled from Center Disease Control. So uh, we've also heard a lot about um, COVID and uh, those same ethnic rates too. Uh, 
COVID has hit hard the black community and the Hispanic community. So there's been a lot of talk about um, discrimination within the last year, more than it has in a long time. Um, and I've, I've been telling my classes this for ever since I've been teaching, but discrimination has been happening in the health community for a significant amount of time. Um, so in fact, I, I don't know why we're just hearing more about it now this year than, than ever, because this has been going on for a long time. But um, black communities, Hispanic communities, the, the communities with the highest obesity percentages are those that also have lower abilities to get healthcare, lower abilities to afford healthier foods and health facilities, fitness centers. Um, this is the ultimate problem, I think. Um, I, I think discrimination in health is why we have such problems in obesity too, because you shouldn't have to have a, a decent salary to afford healthier food or to afford uh, to take a, a, a health class or uh, to afford health care. That's not how the system works in other countries who, who don't struggle like this with obesity, who don't struggle like this with chronic disease. Um, so this is where it needs to change. And we need people in all communities to step up. And, you know, we all point to, to Washington for, for this kind of stuff. But th this is more about how can we help our community? And uh, that means reaching out to hospitals in our community, to professors in kinesiology and health uh, and public health, um, physicians, again, nurses, uh, you know, fitness facilities, um, recreational facilities. This is where we all need to come together. And that's the only way we're going to fix this. Um, and it's going to take you know, one community first, and then we reach out to other communities, but it's it's not something we can just wake up tomorrow and all of a sudden have better, um, you know, health across the country, less discrimination among health uh, among the country as well. So um, some other things to, to talk about as far as statistics that I have, um, college graduates do have lower obesity rates as well. So because I'm in education, uh, education to me is is critical for everything. So anything, anytime you see a problem, that's where education comes in, right? So that's why I, I tell my students, you know, the majority of my students that I teach right now uh, are not kinesiology majors. And I actually like teaching those students more because I feel like I can actually get the point across more to them uh, because that, that population is more important. You know, us that are kind of in the kinesiology profession or just health in general, we, we kind of have this awareness already. But you'd be surprised at how many people are not aware of some of this. And, uh, you know, the kinesiology, health, PE, that stuff is being cut out of a lot of public schools. So I got people that are coming to my classes or students that are coming to my classes that have never heard of this information in their entire life about certain dietary habits and physical activity guidelines. So that tells me that's an education problem, right? So this stuff needs to be taught. This should be fundamental. This should be required core classes along with math, science, history, um, you know, health and PE. Even when I, I remember taking those classes and, and I hate to say, it, I don't think I learned hardly anything. In PE, you're just running around and, and <laughs> but you're not learning how to take care of yourself. And then and, and health class, you know, 
a lot of times I just remember the teachers were terrible. Uh, nothing really stuck with me. So, um, in fact, I, sometimes I don't think I learned, you know, until I got deeper into my bachelor's and into my master's, I actually learned some quality material about how to take care of myself. So um, I think it starts with education and that's why um, that statistics all that, or that one statistic always impresses me with, you know, those who have college degrees do have lower obesity rates, I think. Um, but obviously the educational system has failed in a lot of ways when it comes to health. So we need to change how we look at, um, you know, again, we, we just look at PE as PE and we just run around and we do stuff, but there's not a lot of educating going on in those classes. So that's where we need to, as community health leaders, we need to step up and, and reach out to those PE teachers and uh, principals and, and at schools and, and uh, professors. And, and again, just talk about and discuss and come together on, on what we can do to change and, and make our students, our kids, um, healthier and as they go into adulthood, uh, which is critical. Um, also along with that is, so 15 states in the country are, are over 35% obese. So 35% or above of the population uh, is obese in 15 states. Uh, that branches from southern states to kind of Midwest, um, kind of the central U.S. as well. Um, and then only two states have less than 25% obesity of their population, and that's Washington, D.C. and Colorado. Those are the only two states in the country that have less than 25% obesity when you're talking about the entire population of those states. So um, probably another thing that, that I discuss quite a bit in my class is kind of connecting the dots with what we're just talking about into um, healthcare. So we spend $147 billion in our country on healthcare. 75 to 80% of that is spent on chronic disease, chronic preventable disease, things that we can do to stop it. So we in our country, and it's, it's kind of hard, it's, it's such a big picture thing to look at, but it's, it's actually relatively simple. So we look at, uh, in this country, we're very conventional, Western medicine approach where, you know, we go to the doctor or our physician, we go to them for them to cure us instead of figuring out how we can take better care of ourselves and prevent us from having to go into the doctor so much. Um, we kind of have the opposite approach of what it should be. So again, we should be looking at a preventative model of health. What can we do to prevent ourselves from getting these chronic diseases? And that's the only way we're going to be able to cut costs in healthcare. It's the only way we're going to be able to cut chronic diseases that we deal with. You know, cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of death, at least until COVID came around. Um, now, we don't have all the data on um, COVID, especially when I'm talking about those 500,000 deaths. So this is pretty significant that um, and it goes to show you how powerful the virus was because cardiovascular disease has been the number one cause of death for the last uh, 40 plus years. Um, and all of a sudden in one year that changed, COVID became the number one cause of death. But, uh, you know, obviously it's new. We don't quite have uh, fully, uh, or we don't have the full research on everything, but we do know at this point that the majority of those deaths are linked to those with the same chronic diseases that have killed um, those with uh, 
you know, again, cardiovascular disease and, and a lot of these preventable cancers too. So um, in fact, the two main causes of these, uh, this chronic disease spread that has, has led to uh, billions of dollars in healthcare and, and our ultimate global health problem in our country is tobacco and obesity. So, um, and I tell my classes this all the time, the first thing, you know, if you want to be healthier, the first thing you need to do is cut out tobacco. There's nothing good from that. We've been taught, you know, speaking of health class, you know, that's probably the one thing I remember in an elementary health class is they told us not to use tobacco. Don't smoke, you're going to get cancer and all that. But um, they also, they don't really tell you the importance of preventing obesity too, because those two things are, are pretty equal in the spread of, of chronic disease. Um, so, and in fact, you know, going back to our healthcare costs, we spend twice what Australia spends, and Australia is second in the world in healthcare costs. So it goes to show you how much of a long-term struggle we have to to try to reverse this. Um, again, this is not something that's going to happen overnight. Um, you know, six in ten adults have a chronic disease, and four in ten adults have two or more of chronic diseases. So. Um, that's why there's been so much talk, you know, the, with those with underlying conditions do have to be careful with COVID. Um, and that's why I've said since day one, since COVID happened and we started finding out just some generals of it, it's just another red flag that it is time for all of us to step up and be healthier. Um, you know, and it it kind of starts with yourself. I, you do have to be a little selfish with your health. Um, and I say that, you know, some people, especially older generations might find that a little weird, but you can't take care of other people if you can't take care of yourself. And that's what I, I tell my students and, and hopefully that message gets across. But um, it's time for all of us to step up, take care of ourselves better. Um, you know, immunity right now, a lot of the things you can do to be healthier, that's gonna boost your immunity too. So um, that's the best thing that I can, can advise you. So again, that's, uh, and this whole process with COVID has just reminded me of, of where our heads are at in, in the medical industry that instead of talking so much about finding a vaccine, we couldn't have spent a lot of time talking about how to prevent this and how to prevent yourself from developing um, the high symptoms. Now, again, healthy people are getting this virus, um, but the healthier ones are the ones who show, you know, small symptoms or none at all. So, um, it's really important that uh, we try to do what we can to protect our immunity. And that's why, like I said, it's been such a struggle seeing that, that. And it just goes to show you what we have been fighting for a long time is we're such a cure focused country. We got to find a cure for this disease. We got to find a cure for this, you know, instead of finding out or just spending that time educating people on how to prevent this, it's all about prevention. That's the only way we're going to change our health destiny in this country is, is focus more on prevention. So again, I invite everybody to step up. First, take your own health in a, into consideration and start taking your care of yourself first and then start reaching out to others. Um, those like a, that have a voice like myself, um, as I continue to, to go through my career, I hope to be able to reach out with other community health leaders and figure out how we can change this. I actually live in one of the most um, obese cities in Texas, which is Arlington. So um, <laughs> I'm kind of trashing my own, my own city, but um, uh, so, <laughs> uh, but 
that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to make a difference. I know this is not something that's just going to happen overnight. Um, but all of us do what we can come together, uh, reach out to me. If you have any concerns, questions, or, or things you're, that you're wondering, or you need help with, um, that's what I'm here for. So other than that, that is all I have today. So I just um, hope that that message got across a little bit that let's start focusing on prevention rather than cures and do what we can to take care of ourselves and our community and our country. Um, it's a process, I know, but um, it, over time, hopefully when I'm in my 50s and 60s, uh, we'll see uh, pretty consistent progress. So uh, that's all I have for today. Um, I hope to do a couple more podcasts over the next few weeks. So uh, take care.